0: Well, praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast today. This is Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson and I have a special guest with me today. Angel Peace is with me and she'll be playing in just a few minutes and I'm excited to have her with me this morning and she is supposed to be again with me next Friday morning in this uh, great holiday season. And uh, we're just excited that she's going to be playing and singing for us this morning. And I believe the Lord's going to minister through her. And and, uh, we're just going to have a blessed time in the Lord. Would you like to greet the people today?
1: Amen. I'm happy to be here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we're very happy to have her. And uh, we're just excited. Let me, before she sings and plays for us for a few minutes this morning, let me remind you that Angel has a CD that you can order on the website thecrosswaychurch.com. Just hit the store icon, and we'll send it right out to you. I surrender to the King. There's ten songs, ten wonderful songs that she wrote, and that will be a blessing to you and whoever else. You buy some more for for Christmas time. Be great stocking stuffers if you if you do all that, and uh, be sure and get your copy and also my little sixty-two page booklet. Uh, all God's works are done in truth, it will help you understand the message of the cross better, the scriptures better, bring uh, more clarity to your heart in light of Jesus and what he's done at Calvary through the scriptures. And we're thankful uh, for the opportunity to have these avenues that you can lay hold on. Again, you can get these on the website at thecrosswaychurch.com. Just click on the, the store icon and you can get your copy mailed out to you very quickly. And again, uh, Angel Peace with us this morning. Going to go ahead and let her go play, and we're going to just be blessed of the Lord as she ministers this morning to us in music. So whatever you have need of today, let's just ask the Lord to, to help us, to ask the Lord to impart that to us that we need. Father, we just thank you this morning for the opportunity to be able to Enter into your presence with thanksgiving to come to you, Lord, knowing that you have everything we need. And whatever it is we or the people need today, we just pray that you would bless us with that great impartation by your spirit today. and We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We'll ask uh, Sister Angel to sing again at the end of the broadcast today. Uh, How about the song, Nothing But the Blood, or the Precious Blood of Jesus, whatever the name of that is. I just believe today's going to be a day we're going to pray for those who are hurting and sick and under the attack of the enemy at the end of the broadcast today and uh, we just have to believe that the Lord is a healer because he said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And uh, he's not changed. We change, but he doesn't change. And uh, I'm just again thankful to be here today and thankful that you've joined us whenever you have found us online. And again, thankful Sister Angel to be with us today. Beautiful singing, beautiful music. She is such an anointed, blessed young lady of God. And I'm uh, grateful uh, to have watched her grow up in this little local church here in Queen City, Texas, and, and and to watch the Lord use her the way He does, and and it's just to be expected when uh, the children grow up under the message of the cross and, and learn the Word of God properly, and and uh, the Lord will will stir those gifts up that He has within all of His people and and use them mightily, and I'm thankful for that for her and her family, that, that all are a huge blessing to Crossway Church here in Queen City. Uh, today is part two of a, a message, a series we started uh, Friday before last, uh, entitled Disciples of Christ, and uh, we want to get more into that today uh, just for a few minutes. In Luke chapter 14, verse 26 is where we will be uh, this morning. As we continue to look at the disciples of Christ and we always get our information from the Word of God. The Word of God explains the Word of God. The truth uh, explains the truth. Uh, We don't need to put our two worthless sense in. God uh, said that we receive from Him line upon line, not anything in between. It's just, I mean, it's not line, space, and line. It's line upon line. There's no room for anything else. God's Word is perfect, and it will always guide us and take care of us in a, in a perfect manner. We're the imperfect ones, but His Word is perfect. The way He guides is perfect. <clears throat> and uh, some of the interesting things I've learned about discipleship, other than the, the one very interesting thing is that we call so many things discipleship, discipleship training. But Jesus laid out the uh, the, the prerequisites, if you will, the requirements to be a disciple. <clears throat> you can't just choose to do it any way you want to do it. You might say, oh, I want to be a disciple of Christ. Well, good, you better find the Bible and get in it. and. Uh, Come to learn the requirements he laid out. You know, one of the most important things I recently learned is Jesus didn't command anybody to be a disciple. He didn't command anybody to be a disciple. But he did lay out the requirements to be a disciple. And he did command us to make disciples of all nations. But he never commanded us to be disciples. And although he didn't command us to be disciples, he gave us an opportunity to be disciples. And he showed us the only avenue that we can be disciples. And and we're going to read some of that this morning. Luke chapter 14, verse 26. Jesus says here, If any man comes to me and hates not his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now we know right off the uh, the get go here that Jesus didn't teach hatred. He, you know, you you he taught in other places. You you can't hate your, your brother and claim you love God. Uh, so we know he's not teaching hatred here. But what he's teaching here is that uh, compared to our love for him above and before all things, uh, it, it's gonna. It, it, Our love for Christ is going to make it look Sometimes like we hating somebody else But we're not We're just preferring him above Mother, father, brothers, sisters, all things Is what he's talking about Even our own selves He said here And you just jump in any (laughs) time And I'd love to hear you today as well But uh, he says in, In both of these verses 26 and verse 27 He tells Two avenues That Discipleship is forfeited. Forward, he said, You cannot be my disciple if you don't come to me and, in coming to me, hate your own father and mother, wife, that means spouse, and children and brothers, children and brothers and sisters, yea, and even his own wife also. Uh, and this goes right along with what he taught, uh, well, what, what he'll say in the next verse. That that goes right along with what he says in Luke nine and twenty three that any if any man going to come after me he's got to deny himself take up his cross and follow me daily he's got to take up his cross daily uh, but here in verse twenty six he says that we cannot be his disciple unless he's preferred above all things now I know uh, that gets that gets real serious when. It comes time to put Jesus before your children or your husband or your wife or or your brothers and sisters or your anything. He has to be preferred above all things. That is the way of the cross because Jesus and the way of the cross was Jesus preferring his Father's way, committing his own soul to the one who judges righteously above everything he thought as a man, everything that that he uh, as a man might have preferred as he prayed in Gethsemane. Is there any other way we could do this, Father? Uh, Because man's looking for a way around Suffering. And there will be suffering when you put Jesus before your spouse. When you love Jesus more than you love your husband or your wife and your children. The reality of it is, though, that the, the experience of true love toward your children or your spouse or your siblings or your parents or whoever is going to be found as Jesus is preferred above all things. We look like it's, well, I got to love Jesus more than I love you. No, I can't love you fully unless I'm loving him properly. And that's before and above all things. So he says in verse twenty six, you cannot be my disciple if 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 when you if when you come to him a lot of people come to Jesus, but discipleship is based on preferring him above all those that are in our lives now everything that's in our lives even our own dreams and desires and and everything we had planned when we come to Christ we we have to prefer him above all things and then he goes on again in verse 27 and says and whosoever does not bear his cross And come after me cannot be my disciple two verses where he uses the words cannot be my disciple and he lays out the criteria there of course it's gonna have to be faith in the cross for me to be able to love Jesus more than I love my spouse or my kids so that I can love them properly with his love Uh, but I'm amazed at how many people call this discipleship training and that discipleship training, uh, but it's really not. Discipleship training is when we're taught the Word of God in the context of Jesus and what He did at Calvary, and we follow Him by bearing our cross. He taught it here. We take up our cross and follow Him. And let me read the last three verses, and then we'll just throw Angel into the mix and get her, her thoughts on this. For which of you, now listen, this this is about uh, Jesus laying out the requirements for discipleship and then explaining something very important that, that we need to hear today. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sits not down first and counts the cost whether he has sufficient to finish it? In other words, he's letting us know, if you're thinking about being my disciple, you better think about it first because it's not going to work just any old way. You've got to love me and put me before all things, above all things. You've got to prefer me first above everything. So you better consider that. It's better not to ever start, Peter wrote, than to start and then turn away after it's over. And Jesus is teaching the same thing here lest happily after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him. I imagine we would know what that's like when we start out living for Christ and then we turn away and everybody says, yeah, I knew he wouldn't last long. It was just a little phase he was going through. But, but what they say about us when that happens is that this man began to build and was not able to finish See, true discipleship is about following the one who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Discipleship is about preferring the one who will get you to the finish line. It's, it's uh, keeping our faith in the selfless one so that we won't be too selfish and think more highly of ourselves than we ought to and, and, and think we have a right to love our families or ourselves more than we love Jesus. After all, he loves us more than anything, he laid his life down to, to save us and to make us a people of God. And so discipleship has requirements, and those requirements, uh, this is the way it needs to be preached and presented uh, instead of just talking about God's love all the time. If you just talk about God's love all the time, and he, is, he does love us, he is love. But we need to present the gospel in a way that allow the people to hear the gospel and make a judgment. Man, is this going to be worth it? Because ultimately that's what we're we're going to, our conclusion, and at the end of the day, the fruit of what we've decided to follow is going to be, is he really worth it? So what do you think about that?
1: Well, um, I think that if we're sitting around talking only about God's love And that's all that we get up and preach on that's all that we share with people when they ask us about the Lord then we're not really applying the love that God has shown us to others because if we were we would be giving them the message of the cross we would be uh, giving them the gospel truth so that they could make that decision to follow Christ or to ignore it
0: absolutely absolutely very good and 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 Jesus taught And the new covenant is full of scriptures that remind us that we're going to have to suffer. We don't make ourselves suffer. We don't look for suffering, but the way of the cross is a way of suffering. Uh, Peter, I'm writing commentary on that now, and Peter talks about suffering before glory. Paul wrote wrote about suffering before glory. Jesus taught uh, suffering before glory, and and we don't like suffering. But again, Jesus taught here in Luke 14, you need to count the cost. And I made a statement recently in in, in, in maybe it was it was Sunday morning that salvation, redemption is free, but it'll cost you everything.
2: Yeah.
0: It's free, but it costs you everything. What what do you mean? It costs you your life. You have to lose your soul to accept. A, a soul that's alive unto God in Christ. You have to lose your soul, Jesus taught, to find it. You have to lose your life to find it. And those that are willing to lose their life, and really, He's not talking about go out and kill yourself. He's talking about what He's talking about right here. To, to lose my life, uh, to gain His life, I have to lose my life. A part of losing my life to gain His life is to love him more than I love my family, myself, my dreams, my ambitions. Uh, to love him more, to, to find true life in Christ, means that I'm, I'm going to have to lose my soul and its soulish, fleshly desires to, to follow him. To follow him means I'm going to constantly have to be laying my desires aside to, to learn his uh, and, and, and again, uh, we're going to see some more things that John wrote about discipleship that's very important. Uh, it's so important that, that we understand discipleship requires a cross, uh, faith in the cross of Christ, because that faith in that object alone is what removes self, and self wants to rule And it's either faith in the cross and allowing the selfless one to rule and to guide me, or I'm not going to go that way so I can, the selfish one can keep ruling. And I got news for all of us, we selfish we sometimes we think we deserve something for uh, god can use us and and we can, but boy, god can use us and, and man we go home and, and 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 get around family and and family lets us know that you ain't all that bud and <laughs> and i mean it feels good to be used by god to preach a message and see someone saved or touched and healed and changed and getting on fire for god and and and, and you, all of a sudden you find yourself puffing up and, and then you get home and your wife or your husband or your family uh, lets you know, you ain't all that. Uh, I mean, and, and we go, we're like a balloon. The air gets let out of woo! <laughs> and and we realize, and see, right there's where we make that choice. Because we get our feelings hurt sometimes. And at that point right there, only if we're learning the scriptures in the light of the cross that it is the answer, Uh, Are we going to have to make that choice again today at that moment? That's why Jesus taught denial of self, daily cross, so self can be removed again in all these moments, and I can continue to be his disciple, which the word means learner. Disciple, you look it up, I hope you do, it means learner. Jesus, when he says you cannot be my disciple, that means you cannot learn from me is what he was teaching without having faith in the cross without following him and John taught something profound in in John chapter 8 verse 30 and I want to go there so I can make sure I get it all I may not have it all in my notes John 30 I'm sorry John chapter 8 verse 30 and Jesus spoke these words as he spoke these words many believed upon him and again, remember what Jesus taught. If you come to him believing, even if you come to him believing on him, you got to evaluate what it is you're really believing about him and why is it you're believing upon him. Those things are very important, and he taught it, count the cost. That means why are you believing, what are you really believing, and do you understand Where he's really going to take you Yes, sometimes through the valley Sometimes through the fire Sometimes uh, through all sorts of things But he'll be with you If you just stay, remain his disciple And keep learning of him And so he says As he spoke these words Many believed upon him Then Jesus said unto those Jews Which believed on him If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. That means, it doesn't mean in works as as you might think it does. We're, We're truly his disciples in deeds. It means truly. Then we're truly his disciples. When? If we continue in his word. It's one thing to say I believe in Jesus, to have joy and even excitement about it. But I must continue in his word. To be his disciple. And you just jump in anytime you want to. And uh, you have anything you'd like to add? You will. <laughs> but watch this now. If you continue in my word. Then are you my disciples indeed. And let me remind us again. Jesus teaches. Who cannot be his disciples. And he teaches also the requirements. To be his disciples. And here we see the first thing is. Continuing in his word. How many many people have been born again, they believed on Jesus, they came to Jesus through the preaching of the gospel and believed upon him, but they never continued in his word. And and again, you have to continue in his word in the proper context because it takes bearing a cross to follow him. Remember what he taught If you don't bear your cross, you can't be my disciple. You put these two things together, you you can't be my disciple if you don't bear your cross, if you don't deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, But but you also cannot be my disciple if you don't continue in my word. So we put those two things together, and what do we see? We continue in the word of the Lord in the context of the sacrifice of Christ so that we can actually be in the place of hearing and learning and receiving of him. Because if we're not hearing and learning and receiving, we will surely drop out. And then people will say, Well he started. He had a good show at the beginning. He took off from the starting line with power, but where is he at today? I I know some folks and I even went through a phase of that in my life where I started out with a bang and then all of a sudden the fire was gone. And, 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 and I was starting to fade in just to everybody else, just lukewarm and no fire of God, no, uh, no, no strength and no, no peace. And all those things begin to be missing in my life because I might have thought I was following Christ, but if I'm not taking up the cross and continuing in his word relating to that very message, then I'm going to be in big trouble. And he watch this now. Let's watch the... the and I, I like to call it the process of progress. Because God has, in all things, he has a process that will bring about a progress of his will. He says, if you continue in my word, and notice he's saying this to those who had believed upon him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples truly. And then you shall know the truth, And then the truth shall make you free. Freedom from sin is the result of being a disciple of Christ. And not just the initial forgiveness and justification in God's eyes of of being born again, but Jesus taught Continuing to follow him Continuing to learn of him So we understand this means more than the born again experience We must believe upon him And then we must continue to follow him Taking up our cross daily Learning of him by continuing in his word Related to that Which is always the context of the Bible And then we will continue to know the truth jesus said when the spirit of truth would come he would guide you into all truth why so that we could experience more liberty more freedom i've been set free from the penalty of sin but now i need to be set free from the power of sin in my life and 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 that can't happen unless i'm learning the way of the cross according to the word of god each and every day so i'll I want to be a disciple and let let us uh, be reminded that it wasn't the Christians that were first called disciples, it was disciples who were first called Christians in Antioch and that's what Christ is looking for. He didn't say go and make Christians out of all nations, he said go and make disciples out of all nations. That means people who will be born again take up their cross, keep their faith in what I did at Calvary and continue in my word in that light so that they can have more and more and more liberty and freedom and be a greater example unto me. And I'm just glad to to know a little bit of this today and to be sharing a little bit of this today and uh, it's good when the Lord shows up in our lives and and, and finds us just kind of tiptoeing around going through the motions and Shows us some things about ourselves, and then shows us what it could be like if we would surrender and and follow Him. And we all know a little bit about that, don't we? Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you'd like to share anything on a personal level or anything concerning the Word, you just go right ahead. Because I remember at a specific moment in your life, there was a a, not the born again point, but a, a massive change when God began to really show you some things about you and then show you some things that he would do in and through you if you would just allow him to and I remember that and that's really when your ministry took off and began to grow so if you want to share a little bit of that feel free to do so
1: it was certainly a wake up call when the Lord uh, put that conviction in my heart Mm -hmm. about the worldly music that I was all caught up in because I had this talent And I wanted to use it to sing whatever I wanted, whatever I felt like I wanted to sing, write whatever kind of song I wanted. But um, the Lord, he got a hold of me and he showed me. He, He spoke directly to me and said that he would open many, many doors for me if I would cast aside my own will and sing and play only for him.
0: Amen. And isn't that a beautiful example of someone... Preferring him above themselves. That's discipleship. There is no discipleship without a daily surrendering self to have more of Jesus, not just in I just feel good because I said that, but people who actually surrender self and family, and I'm not talking about getting away from them, I'm talking about just preferring him above them. Their goals and dreams and ambition—that is true discipleship when he is first. And I, I'll have to say today, true discipleship is noticed when it's being experienced by other people. Uh, now it may be ridiculed, it may be blasted, it may be talked about. Well, it, they're just holier than thou. Now they're just—they—they they, they love that church or that preacher or that this or whatever more than their own. This well. No, they don't. They, 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 they just love Jesus above and before all things, and, and he has caused them to realize his plan has the better fruit, the better payoff, the better eternal rewards. And, and that's what we actually see, I believe, in discipleship when we step into that role of actually being a disciple of Christ. We see that the payoff is better. The, the end of this is better And again that goes back to what Jesus Taught in Luke when he said When he refers becoming a disciple Of his To counting the cost You better count the cost And the best way to count the cost I believe for anything Is seeing the end product I mean when you go to build a house You have a picture Of, of what you want it to look like And, and even though there's <coughs> Problems and Along the way, you go back and look at the picture and you see inside that kitchen that you all, oh, I know I'm going to have that kitchen, so I know we're having problems right now, but just keep building, just keep going, and I know one day I'm going to have this, and I believe discipleship is really all about two things, realizing what was done to be able to make you a disciple and and to be able to see the end of, of the product that he's making you and all that's being offered you at the end of this great victorious race. And Stories like that are so wonderful because it will take a place of surrender because we all have desires that are of the flesh and, and, and they pop up they crop up all the time. Well I'll just do this, well I'll just do that and, and even for ministers Uh, who are preaching the right message of the cross, there's still a flesh body and there's still fleshly things that happen and, and desires that creep. Paul the apostle said, I found this war in my members, warring against the law of my mind. But Paul was a disciple of Christ, and 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 he wanted to serve Christ and please Christ, and and all the hardships. Never uh, he never allowed them to just to say, okay, well I'm quitting, I'm going home. Because Paul, I believe, he looked back and saw the price that was paid, and he looked ahead to see the the final product. Because he talked about it, a crown of righteousness is laid up for us, and we have to look at those two things to see. The, the to be able to count the crawl uh, the 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 cost properly what was paid for me to be a child of god what what was paid for me to be able to one day end up where i see the suffering was all worth it uh, for this glory that's now being revealed in me and and uh, that's why I, I get stirred when I hear stories like Angel, and I know her story has blessed many and, and other men and women and boys and girls who choose Christ over self. And you have to, if you, first of all, if you're going to be a Christian, and then you have to do it daily if you're going to live as a Christian and experience the will of God. So discipleship to be taught properly and experienced properly has to be in the context of the Word of God always pointing to the cross of Christ because that is the place we experience discipleship. And uh, uh, I'm just excited uh, about that. We don't always get it right. We make mistakes. We, we, We bump our heads. We do what we call around here big pieces of stupid. But our God always... Uh, brings us along the way. He's never throwing us away. If we're not in the way properly, it's because we've walked away from it and we've gone back to get. We're gone after something self wants instead of what the one who is selfless wants for us. You know, our Lord is selfless. He's he's not doing all that he does and for us and and, and commanding us to go this way and to to, to follow him in, in the way that we should. Uh, based on him being selfish it's because he's selfless what he wants for us is for our our best interest our our good and even when it's tough even when we're going through the fire we have to remember he went through the hottest fire Mm -hmm. when we're in the middle of the fight he was in the biggest fight Uh, in the in the greatest battle of our lives he was in a greater battle Uh, when we're facing giants he faced all the giants and and, but he overcame so that we could overcome and we can keep following him and trusting him. I'll tell you today, Jesus is worth it. He you can depend on him in the midst of anything and everything, and he proved it at the cross. But he proved it by depending on his father and his father brought him through that greatest fire and trial of all he was tried that pure living Word of God was tried he endured for the joy that was set before him and our faithful God gave our faithful Savior a name that's exalted above every name because he trusted his father knew his father could be depended upon and he followed him every step of the way and we can do the same thing today by trusting in that finished work of Christ. And and again, I'm I'm excited just to be sharing these good truths with you. Excited, Sister Angels, with us today. Do you have anything else you'd like to throw in before we turn you loose back on the piano again?
1: <laughs> just that it is our reasonable service to follow Christ. Where else would we go? Once you've experienced this liberty in the salvation that he gives. Where else would we go? Why would we turn away? It's our reasonable service to um, dig into the word, to keep reading, to keep following the Lord, and to be his disciple.
0: Amen. It's what's reasonable. That's Romans 12 and 1. That's, it, that's what's acceptable to God. That's what's reasonable. And really, and you know, I like to teach, but I'm not going to get too much into it this morning. Reasonable service really... The word, the word there in the Greek is logos and worship. Our, our, it, we worship according to the word. And the word is all about Jesus and what he did at Calvary. That, that's our reasonable service. That's our worship according to the word is to uh, uh, present our bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God. That's our reasonable service. It means what it says, but it has much deeper meaning. It is, that's what's reasonable to God, and that's what should be reasonable to us. I mean, think about it. He didn't find us lovable. He didn't even find us acceptable. He, he, that's, that's, that's what makes his love and mercy and grace so amazing. He didn't find anything lovable about me. While I was yet a sinner, he commended that love toward me. That's what makes his love so amazing, so... Uh, Thanks for adding that it is our reasonable. It's reasonable to God that we would follow the son. He gave on our behalf, so Praise the Lord for that. I'm going to ask Angel to make her way back to the uh, piano the keyboard this morning as she plays uh, I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe God today that whatever your need is for you for your family member for your co-worker for your church Uh, uh, Brother or sister in the congregation you may be a part of Whatever that is today I'm going to ask God to intervene this morning on your behalf And I'm going to ask God to work miracles this morning I'm going to ask the Lord to bring His healing hand Into your situation today and to perform the miracle and the needing that the, the healing that you need today. So uh, just ask the Lord right now as Sister Angel begins to play. Ask him for that touch that you need. That he go ahead and name that which you need him to do. Don't be scared, don't be ashamed. Go ahead and ask him. You can approach his throne of grace right now. And ask Him specifically for that, what you desire Him to do. You see, it's the ministry of the cross and truth that liberates us from the bondages of any sort. Not just sin, but the things that sin has brought. And not just because we've committed a sin, but because of living in a sinful world. So right now, if it's a physical bondage, a mental bondage, a financial bondage, a relationship bondage, whatever it is, I want you to ask the Lord for His deliverance this morning. As Sister Angel plays, I believe this morning is a miracle morning. I believe it's a a powerful morning as the Lord has given us the truth to proclaim. And we've even heard testimony this morning. And I pray, Father, for your hand to intervene this morning as we worship you now and watch the hand of our faithful God reach into many situations and break the chains, destroy the yoke of the enemy, and bring forth your healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Ask Him for the wholeness. Ask Him for it this morning. He can do it. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I just believe God's touching minds and hearts and bodies this morning. I just believe it because He's faithful. I believe it because He's already provided it. I'm believing for the manifestation of it this morning in your life. And whatever that thing is that needs broken, I'm believing the Lord to break it through the power of the cross, the power of His blood, the power of that precious name of Jesus. There's healing in the cross. There's healing in the atonement. I don't care how long it's been there. The man had been lame for 40 years and Jesus healed him. The man had been blind all his life and Jesus healed him. I just have to believe this is a morning where God's reaching into many lives and even your life that you didn't get to watch this broadcast when it was live but you're watching now and God sees you and he knows your situation and he's going to walk you right out of it as you surrender your way and trade it in for his and count the cost. Look at what it cost him and look at the end product he desires for you. And I just believe there's bigger and greater things, not just for us, but the entirety of the body of Christ in the days ahead. And I just give Him all the praise this morning. I give Him all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. And Hallelujah. I thank God for this service this morning, this opportunity for those who don't know the Lord. All you have to do is believe upon Him, that God sent Him because He loved you and gave His life, gave the Son of His own life for you. And all you have to do is believe that with your heart you'd be saved, and then begin to follow Him, continue in His Word, and learn the wonderful truths of who He is that's dwelling in you by His Spirit. Praise God. You can sow into the ministry here if the Lord stirs you to do that at thecrosswaychurch.com. You can also give by texting the word give to the number 903-231-5950. And don't forget about Angel's CD for this Christmas. Make a good gift. You can click on the store icon on the website. I surrender to the King. It's really the story that we should all be experiencing each day. Ten beautiful songs she wrote. Get your copy. And buy several copies for your friends, family, co-workers. They need to be hearing about Jesus. And you will be blessed, and so will they. One last thing. Don't forget to tune in next Friday morning. Sister Angel will be with us one more Friday morning. And we will pretty much go through the same thing if the Lord tarries. And let me say, I appreciate you being here this morning, Sister Angel. I love you, and I appreciate what the Lord's doing in and through your life. And the best days ahead are ahead for all of us who believe upon the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. We love you. And until next time, as always, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. God bless you.